0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5 of Relationships, Accountability, and Consequences. Today, we will discuss time. Time is the most expensive asset that you possess. When you choose to share or spend your time, it needs to be done with purpose. We take time for granted until it is threatened or runs out. Think of everyone that you love that only exists through energy now because their physical body is deceased. Did you take the time to remember them or anything that they taught you? If so can you say that your present life will make them proud or would they be on your case to rise to your to your potential? When you remember their life did you contribute or take from their life? The dead do not understand your tears and pain. We spend more time and give more energy to dead-end relationships, such as that toxic boyfriend that you keep going back to or that toxic girlfriend. How many chances have you given that toxic man or woman in your life a chance that your deceased family member warned you about, but you didn't listen? The deceased or living relative loves or loved you. The toxic relationship exploited your love and left you empty, broken, and made you feel discarded. You've got to figure out what's going on with you on the inside so that you can figure out why do you feel the need to go back to something so painful. At this moment, I need you to close your eyes. Okay, take a deep breath. Now exhale. Now open your eyes. You still have time to change. You have a chance and a choice. None of us know the time that our life will end, but every moment needs to be cherished. God needs to be magnified every day, whether you are a sinner or saint. God loves you. We exist to love him too. We are all in a relationship with God. How are you treating your relationship with him? Well, that is a personal question you have to ask yourself. Some of you may not think that you even have a relationship with God. But as long as you're living and breathing, you've got some type of relationship because he's giving you air. So, you know, those are things that I want you to think about. If you truly let him in to love you, he will change you from the inside out. Unfortunately, we live on earth where good and evil coexist. Humans have free will and as a result, good people suffer. It is not God's fault because that individual chose wrong. But he will take that bad situation and transform you as well as many others. Suffering is a part of life. It doesn't matter if you are rich or poor. Suffering still happens. Jesus suffered and died for our sins. We are not exempt from the consequences of man's choices. But we can use suffering as a light to help others survive or find their purpose. I'm here today because God kept me. I will tell my story as many times as many as possible to let people know that God is real. My beautiful daughter turned 21 actually yesterday, September 2nd. 21 years ago, two pieces of placenta were accidentally left in my uterus, and I was sent home from the hospital. My daughter was healthy, and I had a natural childbirth, but I was also a breastfeeding mother. And because those two pieces of placenta was in my uterus, my white blood cell count was up. And so my white blood cells were attacking my daughter. And I was taking her to the pediatrician back and forth. They couldn't figure out what was going on, why she was jaundiced, so on and so forth. But my white blood cells were attacking her body. And my white blood cells were up due to the fact they were trying to kill the infection that was being caused from The placenta being in my uterus. And. You know I've told this story before. In previous podcasts I referred to it. But just not into this depth. Who would have thought that on September 11, 2002. That I would be in a fight for my life. I may have touched on this. Again like I said in a previous podcast. But. I wanted to revisit this because I need you all to understand the power of God and unshakable faith. I was bleeding profusely throughout the night and had no clue. The father of my children and I had separated, so is me and our three children. If God hadn't used my daughter to awaken me, my beautiful sons would have awakened to a deceased mother, and my daughter would have never known my love. My children would have been raised by people that didn't know love because my children's father would have fought my family for custody of our kids. I didn't have a living will. I remember not understanding why Aliana wouldn't stop crying. As I said before, I was a breastfeeding mom, so she was breastfed, so I tried to nurse her, but she refused. So I had to get up and turn on the light. I remember feeling so weak that I almost dropped her. When I turned on the light, my house looked like a murder scene. I started to lose consciousness. I remember crying out to Jesus to save me. And I told myself, I had to actually speak to myself, that we were not going to die. I was terrified, but I had to survive for my babies. My daughter became calm once I called out to Jesus. At that moment it was as if an angel was helping me fight. The odds of me surviving was a matter of hours. I just kept calling out to God and Jesus. I couldn't remember phone numbers or anything. I had to speak to my body and I had to tell it to fight. I told my body that God has a purpose for us And tragedy was not going to claim my bloodline. At that moment, I remembered my sister's, my sister Tawanda's phone number. She answered the call, and I cried out to her, To save me, please. I don't know how my sister got to me so fast, but I knew she was scared. I could see the look on her face. She gathered me and my boys. And took us to the hospital. Let me not forget my princess because my sister had to put her in the she had to put her in the car seat. So just imagine my sister I've got a towel. her husband was there too, so he was trying to uh, uh trying to help. but just imagine I'm having a towel in between my legs. My body's just weak, and my sister gets the baby and she puts her in the car seat, and then they have to get my sleeping boys up. And my babies, you know, they my brother-in-law covered their eyes. My sister, they covered their eyes um, because it was blood everywhere. And they didn't want them to remember that. By the time we reached the hospital, I had lost mm, about two pints of blood or a little bit more. And I was pale. I remember... Um, the people from the hospital running outside, um, them grabbing a wheelchair, they, they didn't know if I was shot or what. I I just, you know, I'm very grateful and thankful for the people in the emergency room, um, that day at university hospital. And, um, I just remembered them coming and, and them running out and they they didn't know what to do and i i could tell by the looks on the the nurses and cna's faces and my sister's face i could tell that i was dying i could feel literally my body dying my family was notified at least the the closest ones as, as many as possible because it was the middle of the night because the doctors they 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 didn't know if I was going to survive because I had lost so much blood and the doctors didn't know what to do because they couldn't determine where the bleeding was coming from. My mother was homesick in bed with with multiple sclerosis, but somehow she felt my spirit and I could hear her prayers. My granny, my my it was my granny, my daddy. My stepmom, my sister, um, I-, I couldn't even remember everybody. But I remember I was in a fight for my life. And I remember my daddy telling me that you will make it through this. He said, "You." my dad said, you are Harris. You're going to make it through this. He said, but you got to fight. He said, and don't you give up on me. He said you better fight and I just remember seeing my father and he was trying to be strong for me and I could see his eyes watering but he didn't let a tear drop but I knew my father felt like he was losing me so I I don't know about you all but it to see a parent cry or even look like they're going to cry. It, it it is it's a different it's just a different feeling. And I'm the only child between my mother and my father. And so it's just it was already an emotional thing because my mother was sick and so just and they weren't together, but they my parents were friends. I remember my grandmother prayed for me. I remember them wanting me to agree to a blood transfusion, but I refused. I said, God is going to heal me. I don't know why I felt that way, but I said it with conviction. I remember that. And I told them that you can't give me blood without stopping my own blood from leaving my body. They agreed and told my family that I would have to be placed under observation. Before my family left, my beautiful boys, Michael and Ashton said, mommy, don't leave us. Michael said, mommy, I need you to survive. I promised them that I would because God was going to heal me. My baby touched my head. And when I say my baby at this time, I'm talking about Michael in this case. He touched my head. And he said, God, please heal my mommy. Amen. <laughs> it was the most innocent prayer. But he was little. and But he knew that time was of the essence. He, he's a very smart. He was a very smart child. <laughs> very intelligent man to this day. And he knew something was wrong. And he's, he's very protective of his mom. But I'll say all my kids are. But I ask God to please, please, please spare my life to give me more time with my kids. As I wrote this 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 morning, it was kind of hard for me because I it was so weird because it was like I had to relive it. And. um, As I wrote it this morning. Tears just streamed down my face because i i i just i just remember asking god to send his spirit to heal me from the inside out i remember crying out to god to save me i remember that my mom said to always plead the blood of jesus over your life and miracles will happen and this is crazy because you don't know what you're going to remember in a time of crisis and everything that i remembered was things that my 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 parents and my grandparents and things i learned in church everything was it was almost like it was armor that was given to me to prepare me for that moment of fighting and don't get me wrong i heard negative spirits too i heard negative voices too saying this is it for you you're going to die your kid's father is going to raise your children. And then they're going to wind up. Your bloodline is going to be cursed. And they're going to wind up. being. They're going to not feel loved. They're not going to understand. They're going to be in pain. And, and I just remember. Telling the devil you're a liar. And I bind you in the name of Jesus. And that will not come to pass. And guys. Keep in mind. This whole time. I'm still bleeding. I'm still bleeding like and and I and, you know, I can't say I was going to church all the way like that because that was during that time period when also, you know, I kind of was was I kind of was away from the church for the seven years because of the things that had happened to me when I went to church. Other than me going to maybe a funeral or something i I didn't really attend church, I'll listen on the radio or something like that, but I just didn't and so for me to know that if I called on jesus that that I can heal and i and i and I remembered um when it talks in the Bible about the woman that touched the hem of of Jesus's garment, you know. She didn't ask permission, she just went in there. But she believed with all of her heart that he would heal her. And he was being touched by so many different people, but because her faith was unshakable and she believed him without a doubt, she was healed. And I'm a and I tell y'all I was just like that lady. I was just like that lady in the Bible. Because I didn't have anything left i i I didn't have any i i I couldn't stop bleeding myself. The doctors didn't know what to do because I was bleeding, so they didn't know where the bleeding was coming from. They knew I wasn't stabbed, they knew that I you know wasn't shot, and they just said, "You're just gonna have to wait and I just remember saying all I had was my faith. And I said, God, if you are real, yeah, y'all. I challenged God. I was like, God, if you are really real like you say you are, are you if you really real like I believe that you are, then there's nothing that you can't do. And I said, God, I said, if it's your will, I said, I ask that you please stop this bleeding. So that these doctors can figure out what's wrong with me. And I remember at that moment I felt like a presence over me and then I fell asleep. When I was awakened the doctors were in disbelief because my body was restored and they were able to see that I had two they were able to examine me and they were able to see that two pieces of placenta were uh, in my uterus and it caused my body to hemorrhage. I was scheduled for an emergency DNC and on September 12, 2002, I was healed. I just, you know, for those of you that are having babies, um, ask a lot of questions when you go to the hospital. Um, make sure that the doctors press your stomach. Make sure that they examine you. I know your bodies may hurt a little bit. But that could have been my life for an honest mistake. And people don't let you, if you are in a relationship with someone that's having a baby. Make sure you check on them. Whether you all together or not, check on them. Because that person is sacrificing their life to have your child. No matter which way you look at it. You may not even want to be with the mom, but she is still sacrificing her life to bring your child in this world. And you put your seed inside of her. So you hold responsibility too. You all, I was in the countdown of my life. My time was running out. I had only a matter of hours. That's it. In a matter of hours, I realized I didn't have a living will for my kids. The possibility of how my children was going to grow up. The fact that my body, it it was so many things that was going through my head. Literally, my death would have altered the destiny of my children and robbed them of my love. And my kids are telling anybody I, they say my mama drive me nuts sometimes, but if I know that if nobody else in this world loves me, it's my mom. Like I, when I tell y'all, my kids are 21. My daughter turned 21 yesterday. My baby boy is 23, and my oldest son is 25. And I can promise you guys, I, t- I still tell my babies I love them. I sent them a, a text message this morning. All three of them. And whether they respond in time or whatever they doing, they always have something to look at to know mama loves them. And I remind them of how good they are, whether they're in a good place or a bad place, it doesn't matter. I still let them know that they're purposed. I still let them know that they're great. I don't care if I become a billionaire in this world. My children are my legacy. They are responsible for their own lives, but again, my babies are my legacy. And one of the greatest things that ever happened to me is becoming their mom. But my faith in God restored my life. Like I stated, I was almost out of time. The father of my children and I were separated. But some kind of way, whenever we break up, we got back together. God showed me in a dream while I was sleeping that our paths were not destined to be together. And I officially released him from my spirit. God gave me time. My life may not be the most lavish, but I'm happy and I'm alive. September 12, 2002 would have been the, the end of my life and hell for my children. But what the devil meant for bad, God turned it into a testimony. I learned that purpose can also be developed from tragedy. The glory of my life is not for me, but for God. Because of my relationship with God is the reason why you are able to hear the sound of my voice today. And I'm not just someone's memory. I know that the messages that I delivered are ordained by God. I haven't been able to write all week. Share the podcast. It may save somebody's life. If you want to change your life, your path is up to you. I have experienced so many things that would have made many people bitter, closed off, etc. I got out of my own way. And allow God to come in and remove that pain from my life. I wanted to be happy and have peace of mind. If that is what you desire, let Jesus love you. The Holy Trinity is the Father which is God, the Son which is Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. Our time on this earth is limited, but how do you want to be remembered? If you choose God, you will never be forgotten because the love that he gives you will be shared with others. Remember, time is a sacrifice. Make sure that you spend it wisely and with those that you love. The quality of your life is more valuable than the quantity of materials that you achieve in this life. Most of the world uses solar time, which means that we believe that there are 24 hours in a day. This is not true for every country in the world, but for those of us that use this time measurement, this means that you have 168 hours in a seven day week. If you work 40 hours a week, do you know that now you're down to 128 hours for that week? And then turn around, it's recommended you sleep eight hours a day. So if you sleep eight hours a day, now you're down to only having 72 hours remaining for the week so technically you only have three days a week to spend with family friends yourself and manage anything else that you deem important in your life that's that's kind of sad that means the majority of our time we spend at work So in reality, you have an average of 12 days a month to enjoy your life. This total is only 144 days a year. So 221 days of your life, you are either working or you are sleeping. And that's if it's based on a 40-hour work week. Because if it's not based on a 40-hour work week, you're going to either have to sacrifice sleep to have more time at work or slack sacrifice quality time to to have more time to sleep because you're at work so much but no matter what work doesn't suffer you do and so does your family and friends the average human lifespan is only 70 years old so if you are 50 years old technically You only have 20 years to make an impact in this life. Unfortunately, many people will not see 70 years of age, so life is even shorter. If you are always on a go, 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 I hope this revelation helps you make better life decisions. Start living your life and stop just existing. The consequences can be positive or negative to the lives of others. I cherish every moment that God gives me in this life. You are free to believe that God isn't real. But before you die, even if it's your last breath, you will know that God has always been real. You don't have to be perfect to have a relationship with him. Just have a pure heart that's open and ready to be loved correctly. I told God, hide my heart so far into him that someone has to seek God in order to have my heart and God has shown me that I have to love myself so much that I can recognize when someone is not loving me correctly and if you don't know how to love or what it feels like to be loved you know if you never read the Bible before go to first Corinthians the 13th chapter read it interpret it line by line and it'll tell you what love is You know, the Bible is not in chronological order. But the words are still impactful. Revelations and Genesis are the only two books that I can honestly say, hey, those two are exactly in the right place. You know, the Bible itself is a history book. It's a holy history book, but it's the history of the world. You have given purposeless relationships a chance. I promise that if you truly give God and Jesus the opportunity to love you, you won't regret it. Tragedy is going to happen no matter what, but at least you won't bear that pain alone. This concludes episode five, but please know that only God can help you overcome every tragic moment in your life. Your yesterday is not your today and as long as you have breath in your body, there is nothing too hard for God. God is greater than all of your problems. So stop waiting, So stop wasting time trying to solve them alone. I truly love humanity. But I am glad that I am not God. Humanity is like having a... Being in love with humanity is like a toxic relationship. But even though we don't deserve God's love, he still gives it to us. He didn't give up on you. Because if he did, you wouldn't be here now listening to the message that I'm delivering today. As long as you can go, that means you still have time. Forgive others, not because they deserve it, but to set yourself free. Because they're stealing time from you. Anybody that's done anything wrong to you, they are stealing time from you because they live rent-free in your mind. And because of that situation or incident, it is preventing you from being happy. It's preventing you from being the best version of yourself. And I'm here to tell you no more. No more. Let it go, darling. I don't care what it is. Release that doesn't mean that the person is free of consequences because they're going to get them whether they get them in this lifetime or their children or their children's children That's coming back. But let God get them. You focus on being great and use whatever tragic situation that has happened or occurred in your life. Use that test as a testimony. You're going through what you're going through because you are the soldier or the Marine or the Airman, or whatever branch of the military you're in or can think of, you're a warrior. You're the one that's strong enough to survive it. I know some people are amputees and and some people may be blind or have some type of disability. I can tell you one thing. If you have a disability and you still make it in, in, in this world, you are a superhero in my book I remember breaking my ankle and I never knew how many places that lacked wheelchair accessibility until I couldn't walk for quite some time and I had to teach myself how to walk again I know what it's like to live with a disability. Know what it's like to see the bathroom. And it's a challenge for you to get yourself up. To get to that bathroom. You know. We just need to have more respect for each other. Respect for each other's time. Time is a sacrifice. Choose wisely. Don't get yourself caught up in pointless arguments with people that make absolutely no sense. And if people don't have time for you, make time for yourself, make time for God. And I promise you, he will fill any void that you have in your life. Any void. Well, officially, I'm going to stop talking, y'all, because y'all know I'll be on here forever. But thank you guys for tuning in. Um, this is another episode of J. Marie Speaks. I'm so excited. On September 14th, I am launching the Ten Toes Down Reloaded Reloaded Self Self Empowerment Symposium, and I'm gonna try to have two sessions a month. Um, I may have them virtually, um, but however the case may be, it's bringing different speakers together. Things that, you know, and I've got, I've developed a program to be able to help people um, move forward in their life. Everybody doesn't have the ability to go to counseling. So, you know, am I a licensed therapist? No. Do I hold a degree? I, I hold a master's, yes, in business administration management and also in human resources. But I own a doctoral in life And overcoming pain So just know Whenever I do a podcast It comes from the heart And I never know who's going to be listening But all I can do Is just hope that Whoever hears the words that come out of my mouth that they feel blessed. And as I stated before, this isn't a religious podcast, but I can only talk to y'all from my own experience, experiences which happen to sometimes just be religious or spiritual or whatever you want to say, but I'm never going to stop talking about God. I'm never going to stop talking about Jesus because that's all I got. Be real with y'all. Any material things I have, I don't even look at that as having anything. Cuz I look at myself as being three parts. I, they, I look at myself as having flesh, I have my soul, and then I have my spirit. And two of those things I can't see, which is my soul and my spirit. So with that being said, I can't see God either. I can't see Jesus either. So with that being said, I like to be on the side of, hey, there's something going on that's supernatural that's bigger than me. And I, 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 I'm, on the, I'm on the side of I like feeling like I'm protected. So, that being said, until next time, um, I love you guys. I love humanity. Let's work together to unite. If y'all can start a pod- podcast, do it. Let's let's get the message out of unity and love. RSS.com is a great platform to use. Um, very user-friendly. I really, really love it, and um, I recommend it, and, you know, tell your story. I'm sure someone out there can learn from it, and it may help someone survive. Until next time, have a great day.